In this episode, I'm joined by David Lichman. David is a five-star master Pirelli professional with a specialty in Liberty Horses. He's performed across the continent with his three-horse act, which includes bridalist riding and riding to music. He's also the creator of Liberty Outside the Round Pen, a Pirelli Mastery Series release, in which David gives step-by-step instructions on building a connection that resists distractions, enabling students to play at Liberty with exuberance in large, open areas. He teaches all over the world, and he helps students find a better relationship with their horses on the ground and riding. His training philosophy can be summed up in this simple quote, I don't see them as horses. I see them as friends. They have names, desires, and needs, as do I. Friends help fulfill each other's needs and desires. So I invited David to the pod today to talk about what he calls liberty as a lifestyle. It's something that I'm moving more and more towards. So in this episode, um, I think it'll give you a lot to think about when it comes to your daily life in partnership with your horses. David is also an amazing friend. So I think you're going to love this episode. Here we go. Episode 119, Liberty as a Lifestyle with David Lichman. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. David Lichman, welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I always am happy when I can make up an excuse to hang out with you for a little while and chat about horses and things. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, I thought we'd start by just kind of sharing a little bit of your, your journey. Uh, And I met you when I did my very first natural horsemanship clinic. It was a Pirelli clinic. Uh, back when I was just a normal old dressage trainer. Uh, so that's what you were doing when I met you. And, but you came from uh, the gated horse world and competing with gated horses. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about your transition from the gated horse world in, and then to become a, a Pirelli instructor. Yeah. So, you know, I had gated horses and uh, I, I was learning about horsemanship from Ray Hunt and Pat Pirelli and a few others that showed up in California. Here. And so, uh, after I won a World Grand Championship with a you know a pleasure horse, I started to train horses, and that didn't work out so well. Uh, too much work, not enough time. I got ten horses in training right away, and then I you know. I'd get three done the first day and three done the next day. And then on the third day, I still had, I still had four left that hadn't been done. And the first three were ready to go again. So it was, it was just too much because I was taking too much time. Uh, so at that point I started teaching 
and that was a better way to leverage the knowledge than to training other people's horses. So I um, was teaching other people about the gates and how to how to get uh, gates in a natural way. And I realized these people, you know, they 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 couldn't ride their horses. They could they had no foundation at all. So I started offering them some. Pirelli information, and I called Pat and said, "You know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking these people to buy your book and your tools, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm showing them with everything that's in there because they can't get to the gating part until they can, you know, have some kind of connection with their horses. And can I work out some kind of a deal to to wholesale these items?" And he said, "We're starting an instructor program. You know, come on in." And that's how that started. So I kept doing that for a long time. Uh, it was like bringing water to the desert, really, to have these uh, gated yeah. horses find uh, a way to connect with their horses that wasn't based on mechanics, which is kind of the guideline in the in the, in that industry. Yeah, so not, I think you were all, so much already. Anymore, really. Yeah, you you were already probably an outlier in the gated horse competitive world to be, you know, offering <laughs> Pat Brelli's book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So since then, I mean, you're still a Pirelli instructor, but since in the time that that I've known you, uh, I've seen you, you know, put yourself in the presence of a a kind of an eclectic, (laughs) you know, I think you're, you seem to be a lifelong learner. And um, I know you made some connections with Katja Schumann, who's a, I think, fifth generation circus and an amazing horsewoman. I've had the pleasure of meeting her with you. Uh, and then also hanging around with people like Dr. Jennifer Zelligs, who's a world renowned animal trainer of all species of animals. Uh, yeah. And so, and increasingly I've seen you move more and more and more to Liberty. So can you maybe talk about that, that transition in your journey? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that actually happened fairly early on. You know, like 20 years ago, I met Jennifer Zelligs and Katja Schumann. And uh, it's just, you know, circus has been a fascination just to, you know, to have, you know, a coarse line of horses dancing like they like they would in a Broadway theater um, and and doing, you know, very complicated maneuvers and 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 uh, under the the direction of a conductor in the center. I mean, it was very musical. It was very it was beautiful to watch and. And so I, I kind of fell in love with that. And in the course of just training horses, uh, I had the uh, the foundation element from Pat Perley's system, which is one of the four legs of the table, is liberty. So I learned a lot about how to do, how to get the basics of that from Pat. But I wanted more. And uh, so, you know, reaching out to people who were, using positive reinforcement. That was a big change. Um, I was already using a lot of food rewards and stuff, but really there's a science to it and there's an art to it. And that's where Dr. Selig's really helped me a lot. And, um, you know, just to get the, uh, the, the, the guiding wisdom from Katja Schumann on anything that we do with horses is, is, uh, is so valuable. I've spent a lot of time with her, with my horses, also with her horses. Uh, when she was traveling with the circus, I traveled with them for two days in Denmark in the circus. That's a 
that's a whole other story. <laughs> if you think you work hard, <laughs> those yeah. guys are in a different city every day. Little small one ring circus. Um, but yeah, the, to watch Katya, who's just so brilliant and such a good horsewoman, and in that circumstance, it's like you've got how big is that? Is the circle in the circus? It's th- Thirteen meters, yeah, like forty-two feet or something. Yeah, and watching her doing, you know, one tempies and you know all this stuff, and to think, you know, the horse horses, the the little barrier is not that tall. <laughs> They could be leaving anytime. No. There's a real art to being in that circumstance with a horse every day. You know, that's the the life, and that you know to have them agree to participate in it is pretty impressive. And there's a lot of adjustments. I mean, when you watch, she would the, the circus routine is typically six to eight minutes long, and the eight is a long one. Five or six minutes mm-hmm. typical. And so she says, the first minute is my warm up because there's no place to warm up the horses. I went to uh, to see with her. I went to Copenhagen to see where her family circus was for all those years. Um, it's now a dinner theater there, but she took me. You know, she says, here's where we warm up, and it was like, you know, like a double stalls worth of cobblestones. It's like <laughs> you can't. Wow. There's no way, to, no way to do anything there. So the first, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of the routine was warm up, you know, okay, you do a little lateral work, a little bending, a little forward, backwards, you know, just to, you know, that had to be built into the act because there was no place to warm up. So it's challenging, but yeah, she, she would do not just Liberty. I mean, she was, she is brilliant at Liberty. She's brilliant at at all things. I mean, she has a super well-rounded background. We we used to say, if, if you want to have, uh, uh, something, if a horse can do it uh, and and it can be done with keeping the horse's uh, uh, inte- integrity, but the, the horse's um, dignity, uh, Katja can get it done. <laughs> if it can be wow. done, she can do it, you know? I mean, just, uh, so it's, it, it was great to, to have uh, that experience with her. And, and uh, you know, I, I've been in musician for a long time so i'm used to doing entertainment so the whole kind of thing kind of the music and the dancing with horses and everything sort of all fell together to where i liked to present liberty horses uh, as Mm -hmm. entertainment for people yeah and uh people can look up some of your videos and your facebook page and stuff some of your videos are are quite entertaining with your mini who shoots hoops and gets the mail and answers the phone and sits in a chair. And it's yeah. just super fun. <laughs> I've always loved your sense yeah. of humor that you put into it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So there's the, the Liberty performance and, you know, you have a, a mastery teaching series called Liberty outside outside the round pen, which is cool because a lot of times people think of liberty as something that's done just in a round pen. So you've taken it outside the round pen um, and then you've taken it a step further of, you know, I, th- I can't remember the first time I heard you use that phrase of like liberty as a lifestyle. And so that's what I really want to yeah. talk about, but maybe, maybe talk a little bit first about um just the Liberty outside the round pen and how is that different than just using round pen for Liberty? Yeah. So my, 
my goal when I started uh, doing these things, and pretty much Honza Blaha and I were, were here in California um, just experimenting. I had four horses, and they all knew Liberty, so we were, we were experimenting with multiple horses and doing things different ways. And um, it became my goal to be able to do the Circus Liberty routines without the use of a ring curb or a round pen. I, I, I think to be able to present horses that would stay in a formation when they had the opportunity to not, I thought that was something special. So uh, rather than teach it in the round pen and then see if it works outside the round pen, I just developed a way to teach it without needing a round pen. So a round pen in, in the, in the teaching can be helpful if you make a mistake and it doesn't work, you don't have to go so far to go get them. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> they get so many relying, steps in. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be relying on the on the the walls of the pen to to stay connected. That's that's just there in case something goes wrong. Um, so that uh, I, I achieved that actually, and there have been a few circus performers who who can do it, but they usually teach them in the in the circus ring and then move them out. And there are some that, that are, you know, have gotten quite good at it, but I think they still pretty much teach them in a confined area using the same techniques. But, you know, some of them are better than me, but that's, it's not really a question of the quality. For me, it's a question of, um, you know, how, how did I get that relationship to be good without relying on the, the fences? That allows me to take it anywhere. And the first time I went to the beach, 10-mile-long beach, I thought, I don't know if this is going to work, really. I had brought two outriders with me to, in case, you know, they left, they could go catch them. And after about 30 minutes, the outrider said, can we go on a trail ride? Because this is boring. Because we're not, you know, we don't have to do anything. (laughs) And even when they left, my horses didn't, you know, follow them and leave. So wow, it, 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 it even surprised me how good it was. Well, what, what's the secret <laughs> besides get your mastery series called Liberty outside the round pen, but <laughs> uh, the, the, the secret, the secret is to, I mean, it's the simple secret that Pat Perley taught us in the very beginning about Liberty to get to and the got to, you get, you, you got to come over here when I ask you to, you know, there's some negative reinforcement there that says, Hey, you know, if you're not coming over here, I'm going to, you know, make it uncomfortable until you come over here. But when you get over here, Oh boy. This, you discover, is the best place on earth. And the exercises that I teach basically reinforce two things. One is, I don't know what you were thinking when you left, but <laughs> but, but it, it was a mistake. And <laughs> and you, you probably shouldn't be thinking about leaving at all. And, and they willingly do that because it's not that we make it miserable or chase them around or anything. It's just that... It's a little uncomfortable and it's super rewarding to be there with me. And then the other piece of that is that you have to carry that over to, to everything you do with the horses. You have to constantly think about what are their needs first? What, you know, what's in it for them? How can I help them be more, how can I help myself be more attractive to them? You know, uh, Marianne Kennedy wrote me a song for that uh, Liberty Outside the Round pen series called Liberty and, and the, the the uh, catchphrase is who is the person I need to be for you to want to stay with me. <laughs> so nice. we have to do all of that, but the simple techniques, you know, just come back to it's not so comfortable to be away, and it's unbelievably rewarding to be here with me. 
Then the second thing is we, we need them to do stuff. So I say, if I ask you to go away, you should be going away thinking about how do I get back there? How do I get back there? <laughs> get back there? You know, go away with the thought of coming back so that even if you have to move them and send them, they're not going to, they're not going to take that as an opportunity to leave. They're going to take it as an opportunity to get back to you faster. And I think that's the, that's the main secret. Is this not a, it's nothing, uh, the only mystical kind of piece of it is how much energy you put into uh, thinking about them and what they need and what they want and satisfying their needs and wants mm-hmm. so that you become reinforcing to them. That's the, it's not, it's not really mystical. It's just, uh, it's, it's not a technique. It's just, right. it's just right. a, a way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that. that's, that's always interesting to me. Cause I think this is the reality middle of things where, yeah, there's, there's some sort of like warmer, colder, like over here, not quite as comfortable, but you know, when, whenever I say that, I fix, I always wonder like, what are people thinking? I mean, by uncomfortable, it's like beating him. Yeah. No. <laughs> How about like just waving a little bit and putting some noise? Um, and well, and the, think, uh, again, the thing is, is it's a, it's a, it's giving them a choice. You yeah. know, it's, I'm not making it. You know, Ray Hunt used to say, "Make the wrong thing difficult and allow the right thing to be easy, or cause the whatever <laughs> difficult versus easy." He didn't say make it impossible, make it miserable. Right. It's just you know, give them a choice and let them let them find that the best you know the best choice is to is to hang with you and not not go somewhere else. And yeah. have, just the mere fact that they have a choice is empowering. So, so an animal that has a choice feels empowered and is going to have a better attitude about the work because they chose to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's not, you know, come back or else it's, you know, you're emphasizing both. It's like, go over there. Why are you over there? Come back here. Here is amazing. And that's, yeah. what I think, thinking? the piece. You, yeah, <laughs> I like, what? I can't believe you even go? thought about leaving. Look, what's, look what you left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Of course, you, yeah. have, you must make it worth their while if they do, you know, if they do stick around. You can't just ignore them. Right, right. So um, here's a question. Why do you think horses leave in the first place? I mean, I know there's lots of probably different ones, but what, like, what are what are the reasons why a horse would leave or may, might um, leave? Well, um, yeah, don't ask me a difficult question this early. In, in the <laughs> I know podcast. it's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the obvious answer is um, you, you haven't made it valuable enough for them to stay. Okay, so that's yeah. the obvious answer, but there's their lack of confidence. Okay, so they could be unconfident and and feel like they have to run over and be with their friends, or uh, it can be dominance that they they feel like you know they would like me to be circling around them <laughs> and <laughs> circling around me. You know, there's there's little pieces of things like that, and you have to you have to address those you know as they show up. Um, I I have. Uh, you know, three horses that I, that I play with regularly and, uh, and they all will leave each of them for a different reason. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. like that. Like I have the perfect system where they never leave, but they rarely leave. So one will leave if, uh, I have one horse that will, will 
constantly try to be dominant over um, the smaller horse. So I'll give them names. My horse, who is a Lusitano, the little walking horse that's next to him in the in the formations, he, he would like to take a chunk of flesh out of him at, at every opportunity. So, um, uh, you know, I will help him understand that's not acceptable. And during that process, the little one will go, hey, I'm a... So somebody's get somebody's getting in Somebody trouble. I'm out of here, and he'll just he'll just wander <laughs> off. So that's you know that's one style of leaving. Um, when I when I try to reinforce the 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 good behavior on the on the middle horse on Wu, uh, he might take off because he's just oh, I, you know I I hate having to contain myself and not bite, and he'll go off kicking and bucking and stuff, which is entertaining, and and uh, I don't take offense at that. And the third one, Paolo will leave when he gets scared. Something, you know, something will appear on the levee road above my house and, and he'll take off. But he won't stay gone very long. Leon, the little one, he might stay gone for a while because he'll find something else interesting to do. It's sort of a nonchalant, um, you know, that environment over there with, with Rue is not that much fun. And maybe there's something better over here. I can go play with one of the mares or something. So those are three reasons why my horses do leave and I each one I address individually you know that uh, I, I realized with Leon he was uh, I, I could spend more time with him I spent I took three weeks and said I'm just going to go out and only sit with him in the in the arena and teach him to put his head in my lap and get him comfortable with me you know the little things that I had been neglecting that I couldn't touch his face on one side all these little things I spent I said I'm going to spend three weeks only doing this and after four days, I didn't need to do any more. I mean, he was wow. in my pocket all the time. And he has still and remains to this day that close from that little extra effort I put wow. in. Wow. Wow. I have another reason why my horses leave. <laughs> um, my I'll, Often my horses will leave if I'm not being clear, if I confuse them. And it's usually around I try to get fancy and I realize I hadn't really educated them well enough. And I'm like, let's just try this. And then it, I think it's going to work. So I keep going and they're like, oh, I can just, you know, do this maneuver and they'll figure it out and come on. And then they're like, lady, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you haven't taught us what that means. So I try to, yeah, right. I get ahead of myself. That's, that's my uh, lesson that I have to keep relearning is like, slow it down, build it up. Um, sometimes I get um, ahead of myself and then they're just like, you're not making sense. <laughs> yeah. And so they just say, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it wouldn't be fair to Jennifer if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, motivation and drive states. I mean, there may, yeah. there's lots of reasons why, why horses do lots of things. But, you know, if there's, a, if there's a herd of horses over there that they would rather be with than be with you, that's, that's a piece of uh, – why they might leave or if you're working on a big field of grass and they don't get to eat grass very much, there is a distraction or a, a com conflicting motivator that you have to somehow figure out how to help them with those. Um, but uh, um, it, it, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not, you know, the world's leading expert on this, but I can tell you, that if you just follow these little simple formulas, mm. it works pretty darn good. You know, even yeah. in stressful situations, you can, you know, when, when the horses are scared and they're running off, you know, many times they'll come running to you instead of running to, you know, to find shelter somewhere else or, 
so many cases where, you know, something has happened and, and uh, that relationship, that the strength of that relationship allows you to pass through whatever that experience was. You know, yeah. you know, horses got loose on the road, you know, I'm running around with, with three halters and lead ropes and I didn't need them. As soon as I showed up, they went, oh, there you are. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's not that it, it's not that difficult from my perspective. It's pretty simple and, uh, mm. and it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, you know, I don't, I don't remember the first place that you, you know, we're talking about Liberty as a lifestyle, but it really got my attention. And, Oh, I think on one of our expert panel discussions, uh, you said, well, you told a story about how you were, we're trailering your horses somewhere and you got there and you're like, oops, I forgot the halters. Cause like you didn't even have halters to get them on. And, and, you know, since hearing you talk about that, I, it made me really look at everything that I do with my horses and how I default grab the halter and just default grab the halter. And it's easier. It's just what you do. And, and I've now, every time I pick up the halter, I go, well, what if I didn't do the halter? And, um, yeah. So I'm I'm really you've inspired me and I'm really trying to have a lifestyle of of liberty and I'm you know lucky that I have my own place and there's not you know other borders around and it's safe if they get loose it's safe um so that that allows me to to play with this um well I I so, think you yeah. you know you you don't give yourself enough credit because I remember when you retired Bubba uh, you know, I showed up and and, his, and I said, you know, he's 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 in the road over here. He's in the driveway. He goes, oh yeah. I promised him that you know when we he retired, he could have the run of the place. You know, and he just yeah. went wherever he wanted, and, and it was you were already you know thinking in that in that way. He, I um, had I had the he, tendency. <laughs> I tended yeah. towards it, but I I didn't do it as default. Like it was like, oh well, that horse is special, or that horse is you know as a, a special circumstance mm -hmm. and. You know, now I'm starting a filly, right? So I, I have a, she's now two and a half. And I'm finding myself really thinking about how much, you know, can can she grow up in a, a lifestyle liberty and also be able to be tied and follow a, you know, halter and be able to, to deal with that also. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. how did you start to develop your lifestyle of liberty? Well, the the expression came from Ada Dragici. She the, you know, the I call her a force of nature. She came here to help me when I had my knee replacement surgery. And oh my God, she I I wake up to go to the bathroom at three in the morning, and she'd be out there with the lights on doing something with the horses. <laughs> she she is amazing, and she just that was when somebody asked her, "What did you learn when you were at David's?" She said, "I learned that liberty is a lifestyle because I don't. We really don't." use the halters. The halters just sit there and get pigeon poop on them. <laughs> but I have the luxury is that I've set things up that way. Um, the, 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 you know, there's, there's no place that they can get into trouble. Now there's ways to cause uh, trouble if you aren't thinking. So you, you have another responsibility is you have to make sure which horses are in the, in these little small areas that are around yeah. the place. Don't let, don't accidentally leave the gate open and three of them get into a stall. That could be terrible. Right. So you have to have another level of awareness uh, that you're, you know, you're doing some things here that, that could be dangerous. So 
just make sure, you know, make sure the tack room is always locked if there's treats in there because, you know, five times I had to have their stomachs pumped because they got into a bag of grain or something. It's like, okay, it took me a long time to learn how to keep that door locked or move the stuff somewhere completely else in the property because I wasn't being conscious enough to make sure the door was locked all the time. So there's lots of ways that it can get in your way, but I really don't use the halters except when the vets come or when the farrier comes. He likes to have the have them in a halter and you know there are everything it's like a little challenge could we do a blood draw what do i have mm. to, what do i have to do to explain to this horse that the that we need to do a blood draw and i'm not going to tie you up to get it <laughs> yeah. some you know and and some horses um you know you know, we'll say, okay, this is a, this is a lifelong project. We're going to, when we need to draw blood, we'll put the halter on. But most of them here can, can have a blood draw without, without a halter, which I consider a big thing. Yeah. Um, And I was just, um, I I was just talking to a veterinarian and on uh, the pot for the podcast. And she was saying how, as far as pain, like when, when the horse is, well, any animal, when you're relaxed, you're not going to feel as much pain. You know, the muscles are relaxed. They're going in, you know, having given permission or agreeing to participate in this with you if you've prepared them. So, you know, you can help break that cycle too. It's all in the preparation though, to take the time ahead of time. Yeah. And and I'm not that great at it. Um, you know, especially like the those those intranasal vaccinations, you know, I I practiced with them, you know, but they they come once a year, and then you think, oh, you know, let's just do mm-hmm. it, you know. So <laughs> comes the halter and stuff, but but um, we try, I try to, yeah. like fly spray on some of my my horses, they just they would rather not. And Jennifer. I used to tell me, she said, you'd think that after a while they'd realize <laughs> that there's, you know, less bothersome flies immediately following the fly spray and they might, it might become uh, reinforcing to them, but not so much. They, they, uh, so, you know, I try to, I bring them into a smaller area so that you don't have to chase them all the way across the pasture to, you know, to finish the fly spray. But I'll, I'll just come with just like a massive pocket of treats and, you know, and start feeding them in on a little spray, you know, you know, massive amounts of counter conditioning, even, you know, though we've been spraying them for years, if, if they, yeah. if they need that, I'm happy to do that rather than tie them up and make them do it. Yeah. Atomic is like that. We joke, like if, if you have any container of like, ointment or concoction or spray like he'll 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 start doing butt scrunches he's like oh (laughs) something's gonna be applied to me and uh the same thing like but now like i i let him see it i'm like here and he's like and he might go away but i give him a second and he usually will come back and he's like okay and maybe i have to have my hand on his chest you know to like hold him there. But I mean, he's at Liberty. I just had my hand on his chest and he'd be like, and I just wait a second, but I let him see it. Or if I'm spraying, I'll say spray, like let them know like this, here's the thing that's going to happen. And then we can deal with it in that little space between when he knows what's happening before it actually is happening. And I have a chance to have him. And now he'll, he'll just like, I'll see him go. Okay. (laughs) 
you know, okay, we're doing this. And so and it happens every time, right? So it's like, here comes some unscrewing a jar and he's, ah. but, um, you know, we just, that's leave. who he is. You know, you've gotten to the point where he doesn't leave. He's, he he's doesn't leave. And he, we would, but he, I can go really. And he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, I, it's, I think that he knows he can squinch. He knows he can like avoid. And then I call him back. And then he's, he literally is like, okay, I'm re- I'm ready now. And I think there's a lot of things that I've noticed. Let them know what's going to be and give them a second. Cause if they know, sometimes they just need to get like, okay, just let me prepare a second. And instead of just going, well, I'm going to like sneak it and get it done and do it to you yeah, before yeah, you have yeah. a chance. So just, I find the little permission moment is what helps. And it's like what you said, it's like, if they know they have a choice, then they're like, okay, well, I know I have a choice. So maybe I'll give this a try because I'm not trapped. And then there's just some things that horses just, you know, they just don't like, I mean, Cora with fly spray, she'll, she's fine, but she like every time it hits her, it's like, guess she's getting a sensation. <laughs> she's not scared. She just doesn't like no. it. Yeah. And I think fair enough, you know, I'll find a different way to apply mm. it, you know. And the more counter conditioning you do, the more they they can learn yeah. to like it. This is something I learned. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did a, a little interview with the farrier um, and, you know, just that business about taking in a, a moment. He said, you know, I, I get out of my truck. That horse knows he's sitting there tied waiting for me. He knows exactly who I am and what I'm planning on doing. He said, you know, there's no surprises from, from, from him. He can smell, you know, who I am. He mm-hmm. sees me in the, in the shafts. He, I've got the tools. He knows. He said, so I just walk up to him and say hello. And I scratch him on the neck and give him a cookie and whistle a little bit. And then, then go, then, then go get my tools. Or then, you know, he says, I just change it up a little bit and give him a moment to, oh, this isn't going to be one of those wrestling matches and recognize right. it. And, and, countless stories every time he comes he tells me about these people who, you know oh you, you, you want three people to hold the horse and you, know, you better oh, not do wow. his back feet because they, you know he can't do his back feet and he, he says i just calmly went around the horse and pet him and showed him was going to be okay pick up the foot put it back down go do something else and pretty soon i've got the whole horse shot and and uh it's not it's just giving them giving them a moment it's again, it's that, that, that empowerment of giving them a choice, you know, even if mm-hmm. they're tied up, you know, you can still make it so that they have a choice in the matter. So, yeah. so, you know, living here, the, the, uh, the, the, I've, I have separated the horses into groups. There's three groups here. So, you know, this shuffling and, you know, I can't bring the, I can't bring the mares in when the geldings, you know, so there's there's a lot of extra work, whereas if every time we moved them we had a halter, I could just put the halter on and walk them right through. You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so uh, uh, there's extra, wouldn't be so much extra effort. But the payoff is huge for me. I mean, Doctor Zelly, she would say to me, um, the whole concept of having to catch your horse it makes no sense to me. <laughs> she said, having to having to go catch your animal so that you can have a relationship with them. She says, you know, Matt, you know, it's it's like the worst uh, possible dating scene, right? <laughs> I have to go down to a bar and catch somebody <laughs> so that I can have a relationship. <laughs> she says, you know, we, in other animal species, we want them to we want them to show up willingly and be be there. And yeah, that's really basically the, the that's the joy of it. 
I mean, when you when I come out of the house, you know, whatever time I come out of the house, somebody nickers for me. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and that's a exceptionally rewarding feeling. Yeah, and the, I, the I, ones I, that are super learners, oh my god! Like the little miniature horse, he will not leave you alone. He's just, you know, let's do something. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, that's enough. You have to find <laughs> something. You know, that's why he has a buddy to live with because, you know, he would wear us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm I'm constantly amazed at how much they kind of you know, they get what you want. I mean, some of it is routine. So, okay, this is what we do now. And this is what we do. But the, the level of cooperation I've been surprised at, I mean, my horses live out in the different pastures and we alternate. So they're in the pasture, but then sometimes they're out in the main area and sometimes they're over here. So we like to change it up. But, you know, when it's time to go to be able to call their name and have them like, Oh, hi. And then they, you know, come over just to see. And it's like, Hey, can you, you know, come off that grass and go over here? And they might be slow and they might stop and graze a lot, but to, I think it's a good practice for me just to like, just take a little more time, turn off the New Yorker in me, just wait a <laughs> second. They'll take a bite and then they'll come in again. And, and like my girls, um, they only are allowed on grass for a little bit in the morning. So they otherwise live on a dirt track. So we let them out, you know, I let them out in the grass um, when I feed on the weekend. And then just a couple hours later, you know, I call them. Now they know that's their only time on grass and they, they'll, they'll walk over. And every time I'm like, why are you doing that? (laughs) You know, that's your one. Don't you know I'm going to steal your grass right now? (laughs) Yeah. And I always have a cookie or something, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, thank you so much because I think why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored by that and just moving in and out on the barn. Like today, Cora, Cora really wanted to be, have more attention. So she was in the barn and it was time for her to go back in the little paddock for a little while. And uh, she's like, no, I want to be in the grooming stall. I'm like, no, come on out. And, and then she'd like, I'd open the gate for the paddock and she'd get there and she's like, back up and go back in the grooming stall. And so I'm just like, you know, okay, I could have put a rope on her. Right. So I'm like, I can do this. And Becky's holding the door and making sure the other geldings don't come in. And then I finally got her in front of the door. I'm like, oh, can you back up and between, you know, through the gate? She's like, oh, yeah, that's a trick. I could do that. And she backed up into the front paddock. <laughs> but it was yeah. like she just wanted the attention. And when I made it, instead of just saying, hey, you go away, I was like, hey, back up into this. And then I played with her a little bit more when she was in the paddock. It, it's like the what I would have missed if I just put a halter on and got her in the paddock, I was like this whole interaction and bottom line was she was like, she wanted to be in the barn with me. <laughs> so it's yeah. the, those are for me the like melt your heart moments that that's why I got into horses. Right. <laughs> I want them to, I want to have that relationship with them. Yeah. And, and you, you and I are at an advantage because we have our horses at home. Exactly. We have and, a lot of uh, freedom. I realize that that's maybe not the case for everyone, but you can make it so that every time you show up, you know, good things happen and then they'll. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that Toba, my daughter, when she was little, she, she'd never seen any other kind of horsemanship <laughs> besides what wow. we do here. 
So the first time we went to Reno to a big event and she was going to do a little demonstration and stuff. And she just didn't have a halter and lead rope on her horse. <laughs> you know, she was 11 years old wow. walking around with a, with nothing on her horse, following her around, going, watching the other people warm up. There was a big, huge uh, Sharon Camarillo barrel racing classic happening in the other arena, you know, with the 2000 horses. So she's out there watching all that stuff and the horses following her and, you know, at, at some point, the horse, you know, wandered into the wrong, wrong spot, and I had to come running over, and I said, yeah, maybe tow, but, you know, it's not that, that she's going to do anything or you're going to lose her, but you you might trouble some people here that, that you know, don't, yeah. that would be offensive to them that your horse got in their way, so... Let's just put a halter on her for a moment. So when you're <laughs> when you're in that situation, you have to temper it. But yeah. uh, but there's plenty of places that you know. Just like you said, do I need to put this halter on now? Yeah. If yeah. not, then don't. You'll learn yeah, something and, uh, by not. Exactly, like the the little things, and I think if somebody wanted to, like if they're at a boarding facility or something, and if you were lo- really looking for it, you could find opportunities. You know, you could probably find little areas or moments, you know, where you can look around and go, this is safe and nobody's here. Like, here's a little moment we can, we can make it happen. And I think, and I think, you know, to have the, to have, you can, to have the halter on, but use it. I mean, that's what Pat teaches, right? To use the, you know, have the halter on, but train, you know, play with, pretend you don't. And it's so, it's just like with riding in connection with the reins. It's like, if there's a something for a human to grab onto, we're going to grab onto <laughs> it. And it takes a lot of changing of neural pathways to not. So that might be the first step is, you know, just can you not <laughs> just kind of pull them along yeah. or whatever it is and give yourself at least, you know, a little bit of liberty space and timing, even though you've got, got something on them. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the the many times I went to Costa Rica um, and the, the, there were a couple of Costa Rican horsemen, they called them Ticos, Tico horsemen that were really interested in what I was doing. You know, they were excited about it and they wanted to learn, but most of them, you know, they, they were very macho and they had a macho way of doing stuff. And um, and I said, I, I'd like to give something to the community here. They, you know, what the Americans that flew to Costa Rica to take the course with me had to pay would be like six months earnings for them. So wow. I'd like to give something to them as a gift. So here, here's the idea. I'll spend an entire day with the Tico horsemen. Nobody can come and watch because, you know, it, it might be an assault on their on their uh, macho uh, mm-hmm. machoism that, you know, that they would look vulnerable. Right. right. So we had no one watching just them with each other. And they, you know, they had a lot of fun. They were, you know, they were joyful with their horses. They would hop on an uh, unstarted colt and, you know, with nothing on it and <laughs> see who could see wow. who could stay on. And, you know, they were having fun, but when it came time to start the class, I gave them a, you know, a lecture and talked about what we're going to be doing. They all got their lassos out. The horses are all in this bullfighting arena, big, you know, must be like 150 foot round, round pen, like, and they had to lasso their horses to, to play with them. So like, oh. I think we did two days in a row. And by the second day, 
you know, they, they were, I saw, you know, they were coming out there, the horses were coming up to them. And I saw a guy, you know, give this horse a kiss. This is, you know, unheard of. And and there wow. were tears in their eyes when their horses would come to them. So, you know, it's, it's, um, you, you can find a way <laughs> to, 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 to change things for the better, even when it doesn't seem like, you know, that it would happen. Just, just, uh, just give it a shot, you know. Some, somewhere where nobody's going to get hurt, and that's the main. That's the main thing. Yeah. No horse is going to run out into the street. Or... What do you What do you think the that emotional shift is in those that happen with those guys? Well, we all know what it is, right? Because <laughs> we live for that moment. They just never. They always thought of them as you know, either how can I get a job done? You know, what how can they do, or how can they make me look good by doing fancy high stepping stuff that was the that was right. their their thinking about them was not as as a relationship but as a uh you know a, like a business partner that's gonna help me get my my fame and fortune yeah it's just and, it's uh, uh, so interesting to me that even in you know with that deep kind of culture that there's just there's something just so natural and beautiful and just deep in all of us that like that connection, like the connection feels good. But I, you know, I think we've, we humans have trained it out of ourselves <laughs> in yeah, so I many mean, different it, ways. It's just I, beautiful. What, what makes it unusual is that they're, they're working with animals and they're doing stuff and they're riding these horses and they're doing demonstrations and stuff. I, you know, there's, there's a whole other sector of the population that just, doesn't connect with animals you know yeah they just you know they see a dog and then yeah, then we'd rather not pet it you know they would rather not come sniff at their leg or something which is fine but you know for those of us that do find that exceptionally rewarding um anything we can do to enhance it is worthwhile yeah beautiful Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one-week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. If you, it doesn't have to be liberty for, for you to um, create a great relationship with a horse. Liberty can be a test of that relationship because they have more choices to choose to not to do something else other than be with you. But you can still be very reinforcing, very rewarding, 
thinking of, of their needs first, even if you do use a halter. So it's not, we don't need to be disparaging about that, but, but take the opportunity to say, how often could I reward this horse for what he just gave me? I think that would be a, that would be a, something that you could do, even if you never played at Liberty. How, how much more often could I show him that what he just did for me was valuable to me and therefore it will become valuable to him rather than showing him that the only reason to do it is so that um, he avoids the discomfort. I think that would be the, my message is that Liberty's fun. I love it. It's, you know, I welcome everybody who wants to do it, but it, at a minimum, just think, be mindful of what your horse needs and try to be that for him. And then even if you just, all you're doing is riding with reins, it'll go better. Mm, nice. So it's not only a, a lifestyle, but kind of a mindset and just a way a way of being to allow allow that little space of yeah yeah i mean we have a luxury these are domestic animals yeah. people who work with um you know exotics and wild animals they don't have this luxury <laughs> they have to become significant and positive things or they they could die yeah <laughs> right but so we have the luxury of of not being able to do it let's not let's not be bullies and take advantage of the fact that we don't have to do it let's do it because it's the right thing to do and it's, and they, they will appreciate it. Nice. How can people learn more from you, David? Well, uh, they can watch the movie 50 first dates. <laughs> <laughs> explain. We talked about that somewhere else. I don't remember where we talked about it. You better it. explain <laughs> it. it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was well. The movie—I happen to like the movie for some it's, strange reason. It's I wasn't usually a big Adam Sandler fan, but he was really trying very hard to to express his love to this woman. Who every morning that she woke up, she didn't remember what happened the day before. So he have to reintroduce himself. I thought this is a great model for how we should we should go out and uh, play with our horses. Just you know. If you had to had to have them fall in love with you all over and over again each and every day, how would you have to behave? And that's the attitude. If you go out there with that kind of a uh, uh, the feeling of trying to win them over every single day uh, and being joyful about when they give you a little tiny inch of it, that that'll just make the whole thing worthwhile. So uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so step one, that, watch 50 first dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's a uh, good but movie. you can go to my website, davidlichman.com. Um, Karen will, will provide a link, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I have educational material, I have uh, groups that are ongoing where you can submit videos and, and get coaching from me. Um, I have self study courses. Just, you know, just uh, it starts there, davidlichman.com. And you can always email me if you have a, a special problem. I'm happy to answer any emails. And, uh, and you've got a really a, popular you know, Facebook group. Can you t- talk about that? Is- there's two Facebook groups. One is a, it's an, op- it, they're all, they're both closed groups, but one, um, it doesn't cost anything to get in. Um, I just want to make sure there's no, uh, uh, ill will in there and, uh, and that people are just basically there for the horses. There's like 20,000 people in that group. So it's hard for me. It's to a fun manage. group. I'm a member of that group and just, <laughs> yeah. it's so fun to see what people are doing and you post challenges and 
Yeah. Um, you're very present in that group, but it's it's a really inspiring group. I'm just like blown away. I, I, I'll look at something. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then I'm like, oh, it's David's group. <laughs> it's uh, Liberty Challenges and Support with David Litchman. That's the name of that one. I'll, I'll get that and link then, from uh, you too. Two, yeah. yeah. And then the, the one, then I have one that's, you know, that I, I charge a very small monthly fee and you can get one-on-one coaching from directly from me plus you, you can share it with everyone else in the group so they can learn from your learning as well you can learn from their lessons and whatnot um and that one's a much smaller closed mm-hmm. uh group um that's that you know that that allows me to share with more people than i could if i had to fly around the world doing it yeah which yeah. i used to do yeah. Share, can you share some of the challenges that you've put in that, the, the one that's open to that it's open to everybody or, you know, doesn't, it's free. Uh, you had yeah, some yeah. different challenges that you gave people. And then you'd, you'd post like a video of like, in, you know, the inspiration one. And then yeah. people, I'm like, Oh my gosh, the things people were doing. Well, we had trail loading was one, you know, like how far away from the trailer, how creative can you be with the trailer? You know, we had people sitting in the cab of the trailer and of the truck and send their horse around and load themselves. And people, you know, um, that trailer loading was a fun one. Um, we had a call from food challenge. <laughs> that was really interesting. Oh, um, very cool. And what, what distance and what speed can you call your horse uh, away from food or away from his buddies and food uh, to come be with you? We had a. Um, we had one on um, one of the exercises, the exercise about going away with the thought of coming back. It's called boomerang, go out and go around something. So we had a distance challenge. And it, the, I mean, the, the competitors got serious. <laughs> they had horses going, you know, I think. Uh, you could barely see them know, anymore. <laughs> 100, yeah. 175 feet. <laughs> yeah. And go, go around the barrel and come flying back. And, uh, yeah. It was really fun to watch. Um, so th- those are some of them. We did a weave challenge, which was, uh, really good. And then <laughs> my favorite one was the sideways with an obstacle challenge because I got, well, they were like towers. Of, People were building. Well, I made this, I called it the <laughs> leaning tower of Pisa <laughs> challenge. And it, it was inspired from the, the Budweiser commercial where the, the young, uh, Colts are kicking snowballs to the old timers. And they're all standing under this tree that's burdened with snow in the in the branches, and the and the, the big the big uh, Clydesdale horse comes over and throws his hip into the tree, and the and the snow all comes down and falls on the on the colts. So, <laughs> in the if if you watch uh, a turtle something turtle ranch, uh, the trainers for those commercials, they had the behind the scenes stuff and they showed them dropping hay and stuff on the colts so that they wouldn't run away. Oh my but the way they got the horse to slam into the tree was they, they set up these barrels, you know, stacks of three or four barrels on top of each other and they got them to knock them over. So my sideways with the obstacle challenge is, you know, set it up so that it's going to fall. You know, that's, there's the leaning tower piece. Each barrel is a little bit offset. So it's, you know, you know, you blow on it, it's going to fall. They all fall down in a row and then the horse side passes over it. So that was a fun <laughs> That challenge. was really fun. And people, I, I was surprised how many people, you know, they skipped the fundamentals. They went right for that. 
<laughs> this is, we want to do this. It's really good. But I had things like, you know, can you, can you side pass with the front feet on the, on the bridge and the back feet off? And then could you side pass with the back feet on the bridge and the front feet not, you know, so they're downhill. <laughs> Just, you know, all kinds Just of fun, fun. stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Really cool. And don't forget the most important thing. You can get a hoodie or t-shirt that says Liberty is a lifestyle. Liberty, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, that's in my web shop. I'll give you a link specifically to that page. Okay. That's fun. It's uh, it's called um, the Heart of Liberty merchandise page. Nice. All right. That's, well, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for taking this time to chat. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. A thousand percent. No, no, it's my France, pleasure. In French, they say, tout le plaisir est pour moi. Huh? All the pleasure <laughs> is mine. Oh, that sounded really pretty. You can speak French to me anytime yeah. you want, David. <laughs> Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'll say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.